Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned in to Page One with LeVar and Mary. It is Friday night, December 16th. We've got, well, after tonight, I know we've done the countdown here over the last few weeks. We only have two more shows left for the year. (laughs) Two more shows left in 2022. I can't tell you how fast this year has gone. Um, But... Two important shows next Friday night, December 23rd. Um, and, you know, before I even go further into it, uh, welcome aboard, my wonderful friend, uh, Mary. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason why I'm bringing you like in at this moment because next Friday night, December 23rd, uh, falls actually on the date of the actual. Festivus. <laughs> it's Festivus so, for the rest of us. For the rest of us. And it actually, you know, in years past, it was always like probably a day before, a few days before, or we just missed it. And this year is the first time in a long time, and I think, or the first time in this show's history, that I think it actually falls on Festivus. So, like actual festivus, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we could actually say it's a festivus miracle. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we could actually it's say that. It's a festivus miracle. Yep. It's a festivus miracle because it actually falls. So you all know what that show will be. Um, we will have part of our regular show and then incorporate Festivus show in there. And then Friday night, December 30th, last show of the year. So we will have our annual year in awards show that night. So two more after tonight. And then the next we meet, it will be January 6th. Um, after the new year. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, actually, in January, to kind of give you a heads up, the second Friday in January is a Friday the 13th. Oh, my. <laughs> Take with that as you will. <laughs> um, next year, we'll only have, and I'm looking ahead here at the calendar, Next year, we'll have two, well, a couple of Friday the 13th, uh, that one in January, and then in October. <laughs> but, of course, I know you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but those will be, <laughs> <laughs> but like, those will be the only two, 
Those are really only two Friday the 13th in the year next year. And one of them is almost right off the bat in January. So, yeah. I don't think we've done a Friday the 13th show in quite some time, have we? Uh, see, now you're making me think. I don't think we have. It's been quite a while. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like Friday the 13th because they think it's unlucky. I love it. I think it's great. I also like the 900 movies based on just that day. I think there are more movies than that day, honestly. Um, <laughs> I there's like five or six. I know we looked it up one year, and I was just like, there's like, there's like 75 of those. Yeah. 75 movies. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I've never watched one all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. Horror movies really isn't my thing. Um, so, I mean, unless I guess, unless you count, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> um, mm. No, did we? Did I see Scream I in a movie theater? I'm trying to remember. I think I did see Scream in a movie theater. Um, and then that other movie, what was the one? Uh, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. The one with the girl that crawled out of the TV. The Ring or yes. The Grudge? The Ring. The Ring. That was it. The Ring. So, there was two. <laughs> I think there's actually can, three. I can't think of the other one. <laughs> how, many, how many movies can you have? But The Ring is the one with seven seat. days. Yes, The Ring. So, yes. Those are the only two that I've ever seen in the theater. I was dragged along, and yeah. <laughs> so, nope, that was it never really watched too many of the uh, horror movies. I, I guess I couldn't really get into them because it's like, it's the same premise. I could probably write one. Um, you know, you got to have the, the people, uh, something happens that they either go into some type of scary house or uh, something else. Um, one person doesn't believe in all that bunk. Another one does. And they're Another usually one. the thir- second person dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody who had a chance to get out or get away didn't. And then when they were chased, uh, they fall. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could probably... Uh, um, I don't know. Yes, you probably could. Uh, it, it, it's pretty much well. It, it pretty much is that you can either write that or you can write a Christmas movie, which I'm surprised we have not talked about yet this year. Actually, later tonight, uh, I will if we have. Well, we will have time because I can promise you, tonight is going to be one of those nights where it's a lot of potpourri. Um, <laughs> there really isn't much of a show this week, um, but we will talk about something that I'm surprised has not come up yet in the month of December which I will mention, and I'm surprised that uh, my good friend has not mentioned it because we mentioned it. I was avoiding it. I I know you were avoiding it. Uh, (laughs) But it's it's kind of like it is the traditional debate that happens in December, which we will talk about. Uh, There was actually a list that has to deal with that, but we'll talk about that. Uh, of course, we'll also take a look at what's trending on Twitter and the Almanac and um, 
some retro moments of the week. And like I said, Potpourri Night, uh, pretty much this first half hour, we'll kind of do a little bit of host chat along with the Almanac. But um, no, I really haven't like watched those things, and I'm bad at it. Uh, call it what you will. Um, I know one of your favorite movies is also, well, two of your favorite movies is also on that list, only because of uh, the holiday season. But yes. But weather is another story, because the Nor'easter is hitting uh, for most parts of the U.S. How's the weather out there in the West? Uh, something to be jealous of. Let's do it that way. It's actually very, very nice. Um, we're hovering around 50 degrees right now. If um, it clears, I am enjoying it, but then I'm also not, like, wearing a parka and worrying about, like, how cold is it? I actually can wear pants and not feel like I'm roasting. So something to be jealous of. Let's do it that way. I, I think we all are. Most of us have snow. There is snow on the ground here in Chicago. Um, well, probably a dusting, less than an inch. Um, but it is snow. There was actually an interesting study, I think, that I heard uh, this past week that a lot of people don't really feel the holiday spirit unless there is snow on the ground or it is extremely cold, which makes sense because with all of the songs about white Christmas and, you know, Santa Claus trudging through the snow, you're not going to really feel Christmas, which is for years, which is I've always wondered how people who lived out on the West Coast felt because you really don't see a lot of snow per se. So how do you get your holiday spirit up when you live in a place in which snow is rare? Lights. Lots of twinkling little lights. I'm going to put you that, I'll put that there. Lights and evergreens, like wreaths, and that kind of, it's very much about decorations. People out here, like, go, you think there's that one or two houses that, like, do the Griswold family Christmas where they basically drain all of the energy in the area and you have to kick on the reserve. That's an entire neighborhood in where we're at. We, it became such a tradition to go and look at the lights that it's, it's, it's like, it started out as just like, Oh, look at how pretty these lights are one night to now it's full blown. There's a tradition. There are people that go. There are people we do gift exchange that night. It's turned into so much more. Like, it is not Christmas until we can see the lights, have our froyo, have our gift exchange, sit down and play a stupid game of whatever, and just have a good time. That's, but it's all about the lights out here. But here's what's going to really twist your melon. How do you deal with it's a white Christmas and all those wonderful songs and trudging through the snow and nipping at your nose and all that cold stuff when you're going into summer. The Southern Hemisphere, man, there's summer right now. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know how people... Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's so much around the holiday season. Yeah, it's like, how do you really kind of, and how do you really um, yeah, I don't know how people in spots where it doesn't snow or where it doesn't, um, you know, where it's hot or it's like 70 degrees or 80. It's like, yeah, 
Yeah, I know that they kind of probably are jealous. It's like a vice versa thing. Here in the Midwest, the first thing we say is, man, I'd want to be somewhere warm and somewhere nice. And then people probably who live out in warmer climates probably are wishing just for that one day that they were somewhere where it was actually snow and they could go outside and make snow angels and then go back to their nice warm <laughs> locales. But yeah, what do you do? Right. So I don't know. Um, but that was, I know, an interesting study that I heard. I know also, too, some folks said that uh, it was okay um, to, well, even though now we're in mid to late December, but it's okay to actually put up your Christmas decorations and things ahead of time if that's what makes you feel Christmassy. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of movies, I know a lot of folks start to watch their favorite Christmas movies that time of year. Uh, or this time of year. Uh, for me, I like watching A Christmas Story, even though now, years ago, Christmas Story, before they started running at 24 hours, um, I used to love watching A Christmas Story. Um, probably, I'm trying to think outside of that, we used to watch a lot of trading places, but I know, and we're going to talk about it later, a lot of people will not say it, that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a Christmas movie. I don't know what you're talking about. That is a great Christmas movie. He ends up stealing the whole thing in a Santa costume. Tell me that's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yep. Put the whole fish underneath his uh, Santa beard. Mm-hmm. Getting drunk. <laughs> Christmas yes. movie. I think it's a Christmas, but you know, it's almost kind of like it's 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 a reversal of it's a wonderful life, but it kind of like reverses the because he started off rich, then he went poor, then he went back to rich. So here's what I think: I think every Christmas movie has someone who has to go through some some kind of hardship. Mm-hmm. So you've got a main character that goes through a hardship, that wants to have a better family dynamic, whether it's getting family or becoming part of family or rekindling family. But so hardship, family connection, and then a lesson learned at the end of the season that brings them to a better place. Uh, Christmas Carol, right? You got Ebenezer Scrooge, hardship. Mm -hmm. Goes through all the through the ghosts, wants to have a better connection with his what nephew, and all of and the Cratchits, and then ends up being better at the end. There's an improvement and a lesson learned. That's and nobody's going to argue with me that a Christmas Carol is not a Christmas movie, right? Who said it? Die Hard. He goes through a hardship. He wants a better connection to his wife. He ends up learning a lesson, and they're better off at the end of it. How is that not a Christmas movie? Oh, and it has to happen around Christmas time. Sorry, yes. you have to add that in there. So well, it ticks all four of the boxes. Die Hard ticks all four of the boxes. So does Trading Places. I, I rest the case. Done? Argue with me. At well, me. There's, well, there's a reason why we mentioned a couple of those. And later this hour, we will actually mention a list of the Christmas movies that are debatable. Uh, those two made the list. And there's a few more that you will probably be surprised that made the list. Um, but we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's it's the holiday season 
you know, definitely it is a time of year in which, and I hope and not to get too preachy and not to get too maudlin, even though this week it's hard to avoid um, the news of DJ Twitch, which was very sad indeed uh, happening right around the holiday season. And I think that's, you know, one of, one of the, the, um, the drawbacks to this holiday season because, you know, look in on your friends, um, call your friends. You never know what someone's going through. And a lot of people are going through things this Christmas that they probably didn't have to go through last Christmas that might have been a lifestyle change. So check in on them, please. Um, even as a kind of a PSA here. And if there are people who this time of year are feeling um, depressed or, you know, have thoughts of doing harm to themselves, uh, there is help. Um, 988, which is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, uh, which is the new calling code for mental health emergencies. Uh, It's free, 24-7 and confidential. Uh, So you can call or text 988 or chat on 988lifeline.org. So, you know, get help, uh, connect, and find hope. Um, I hope that a lot of you out there, even if you're listening to this, and if you don't need it, pass it along to somebody that needs it. Because I know that week, this week, that was kind of one of the main stories that's pretty much been taking center stage here. And, and the outpouring of people online, you know, at times, social media, <laughs> you want to kind of throw it away for what it is. But the outpouring of social media after that, everyone hashtagging about suicide prevention and putting out information, it was just an outpouring. And I think it's because we felt like we knew him uh, from watching him on Ellen or So You Think You Can Dance. And, um, you know, it's the same as when Robin Williams uh, passed. People were just shocked because here's someone who seemed full of life and so happy and that you just, you know, you don't know where to begin or where to start. But um, definitely, for those of you that need it, 988, please. Um, Just putting that kind of out there this week. Um, but yes, that was one of the main stories this week. Uh, Twitter <laughs> continues to, <laughs> okay. to make news. Wait, which story are we talking about on Twitter? Like the Dan Rather one? Because I love uh, that he was trending. This uh, is great this morning. Elon Musk overall and what he's been doing. But uh, Dan Rather, of course, uh, was <laughs> was trending I as well. I love his response. I'm sorry. His response was amazing. Dan Rather. Um, <laughs> um, Dan Rather, when he left the anchor chair at the CBS News, he was perhaps probably, you know, it was probably perhaps his lowest point because he didn't leave the way he wanted to. But post his CBS um, career. Dan Rath on Twitter has been a joy to follow. Um, yeah, he he is uh, <laughs> Dan on Twitter is <laughs> like it's it's gold. Um, uh, just even reading his tweets 
But uh, go ahead, your opinion. <laughs> my no, my opinion. He's amazing. He is a treasure, and uh, and he is he is my new since I have lost a couple of my ladies that I enjoy profusely online um, because we have lost them to the annals of time. Uh, Dan Rather is my next best thing, man. He is amazing. Because he's always truthful. Like, he's never, and he's not condescending. That's the thing. It's like, he's so sarcastic about things, but he's never Mm -hmm. condescending, and he's never lying. So it's like the sarcasm and the bite behind his statement of, so when I get uh, booted off this platform, you can come follow me on post. And stuff like that. It's like, oh my God. You're amazing. I love you. So, like, bravo for somebody who is, and nothing against Dan, but he's older. So, like, you don't expect him to use social media as well as he does. Mm-hmm. And he nailed it. Yep. He nailed it. Perfect. Like, he was perfection. I loved it. Yep. I enjoyed his banter about it. Your opinion. I actually, like I said, I've always been a fan of Dan Rat. I go back to the the big three days. And in my household, you know, we pretty much, we didn't, I mean, we flipped channels. You know, one of my journalistic, um, I would say, heroes per se, or a person who I used to always like to watch was Peter Jennings. Uh, Peter had the worldwide experience. Uh, Tom Brokaw had the national chops to, you know, um, the uh, governmental from his time in the White House and on Capitol Hill. Dan Rather uh, saw a lot of history. And when things happened, one of the first things that I used to do when things happened was flip through. And, and I, it, it's, it, it's a sound weird that when I hear Dan, because, you know, Dan is probably the last of, you know, what I call disrespect to Tom Brokaw, but Dan is probably the last of the big anchors that has seen a lot of history of the last half century and into this century. He was in Dallas the day that JFK was assassinated and reported for CBS. And I have a great respect for anyone who has seen, you know, the Nixon White House and everything that went on there to now, and I am not going to doubt or um, or discount anything that Dan Rather says. So, you know, when he tweets or when he says it, it's odd enough I can hear his voice. You know, because when he ty- when, he, when he, he sent that out, I can hear him say, "Before I'm banned on the site, please find me on post." Courage. I can hear that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. because of that, I'm willing to go over to post. I'm declaring that tonight. I'm going to look into it this weekend. I haven't been on there yet, but I want to go over and follow Dan over there too. And I hope I will be very upset if Elon Musk decides he wants to, because of his fractured ego, uh, do something to Dan Rat. Cause it's kind of like he called his bluff. And I was like, he didn't do anything. All he said was what he said, and I almost dare Elon Musk to go ahead and to, um, you know, flip the switch on Dan Rather's Twitter page 
because there will be an outrage big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I was going to say, you're going to let a 90-year-old guy pretty much uh, get under your skin. At that point, you're way weaker than what you are trying to be. Uh, actually, uh, journalistic standards, and let me make, <laughs> let me make sure, because I, I, I said 90 year old. I know Dan is about that uh, age, but I want to get it correct, because I thought he was a tad older. Dan is 91 years young. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I respect, and I know there's a lot of people like, oh, Dan Rather's a hack, blah, 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 blah. When the man has gone through what he's gone through for years, and he's reported from every famous site and everything that's happened, uh, which has been impactful, I have a great respect for him based on that. He has not done, you know, you know, besides what kind of led him off the air, you know, he has not done anything that has diminished that, and I let his work speak for itself, and pretty much, you know. If you're not a fan of Dan Rather, that's too bad for you. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, here's the thing. I respect my elders, and sometimes they tell us what is sometimes true. <laughs> so <laughs> when, he tw- when he tweets it, That's what I go back to. Like, he's yeah. never outright lied. Nope. Now, can I tell you that he's probably, could, like, at some point in his life, maybe hidden part of the truth to make it either since he's never sensationalized anything now that I'm thinking about it. He's never done something to make it like more than it was. Maybe he's left details out because they needed to be left out. It was, it'd be inconsiderate to have those details in. It was a different time. But he's never outright lied. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Here's the thing. Anybody that's older than me, I'm going to respect it because of what it is. Except for a few people. Because uh, <laughs> some older people right. lie for their own sense of and wanting you to, uh, you know, falsify some things. But when somebody has the journalism integrity that Dan Rather has, I know people are like, what about this story? What about this story? Things happen throughout stories. Every journalistic story doesn't always hit. Every journalistic story misses something and misses the point. And at that point, you know, I'm not going to let one or two things out of a long career define a person. I look at the overall work, and the overall work to me states that he has earned my respect. So, you know, at the end of the day, and like I said, at 91 years old, he has seen it. I am not going to, you know, and especially being in the Nixon White House and the things that he's had to see there. So I am not for a minute going to um, cast doubt or uh, shoot down anything that Dan Rather is saying right now because it mm-hmm. is a lot of truth to it. So, hey, man. Bravo. I-, I love Dan. That's why I follow him on social media. And he now makes me want to probably go over and start a post page. And I probably will. <laughs> we'll probably announce it by next week. So, yeah, and he'll be the, probably the first person I will go over and follow. Um, but no, Dan Dan is awesome. So I, I, I find it funny. I, I find the whole thing right now with Twitter is sad because 
it is pretty much a $44 billion bully pulpit, and it doesn't have to be. And for someone who claims that they are smart, they sure are doing a lot of dumb things. And at this point, in real time, trying to do, you know, surveys as to whether some people should be banned because they posted some things that was already public knowledge or, you know, posting other things out there that still can be found online. Um, It's like, how fragile is your ego? At this point, you came stating that you were going to do something particular for this platform. Shut up and do it. But don't you know, be hip- don't be a hypocrite when the tables are turned. Do you know how many times in the past people used to talk about this platform and nothing happened to them? Do you know how many times people didn't friend request or follow Tom from MySpace? <laughs> you still kept your site. Right. And I, and I know people are going to be like, well, it's his. here's the thing that kills me about everything. There are going to be people who would be like, well, it's, it's his site. He could do what he wants. Okay, granted, that's true. But don't come like the sheriff in town, guns a-blazing, stating that you're coming to protect free speech. And the minute that someone does something that is free speech or free, <laughs> free will, you get mad. And then, like a petulant five-year-old, you shut their site down. You know, I guess at the end of the day, can you do it? Yeah, it's his site. But if you continue doing that, that $44 billion investment is going to lose money like everything else right now that you've got going for you. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if I am a person that is sitting there and I am an advisor, I would tell him, hey, you know, quit doing all these tweets and actually come to do what you say you were going to do. The board that you sit here and you put out these tweets that no one or half the people only know that you're talking about and you want to talk in, you know, riddles or, you know, cut people out uh, who said the littlest thing about you, it makes you seem small. And it, it distorts your original message for coming on here. And at the end of the day, it makes it seem like you just bought this because you knew it was where the popular kids were. So you decided to come and spend your money on it and flaunt it. And then the minute that those popular kids that were there whispered and said something about you, now all of a sudden you want to be, quote, the bully. You want to be the bully when you felt that you were bullied. So you bought it, and then you're going to go and do the same thing that you tried to stop. That is where he is becoming a running joke. And that is where half of the people who are on that platform now are making fun of him. And I know he doesn't give a reason about people's feelings about him because he's got billions of dollars. But at the end of the day, business-wise, you're not being very smart. I'm not going to buy something for $44 billion. Come on there. And then somebody says something about me, so oh, I'll just go cut your page. Okay. Unless you did something just like flat out against the rules and regulations of the site, it don't come with these phantom, oh, well, you broke this rule when it wasn't a rule before. All of a sudden, it's a new rule that you just made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes no sense. Now, what, 
you're so much nicer than I ever would be just because <laughs> I, I'd be mean. I'd be like, you say you should really stop doing that and just follow through with what you said you're going to do, right? That's what you would say. I would say, mm-hmm. hi, Elon, shut up. Stop using the platform. You need to step back and be silent Yes. for a while because right a now while. <laughs> all you're doing is it doesn't even matter if you did something right. It's what would be the takeaway from that. And this is I, I'm talking for the larger Twitter community, but mostly for me, how I would look at it and be like, whoa, you did something right. Hey, mm-hmm. is there a full moon out? Did we have like right. a Friday the 13th or something? Like what happened? Who Was that really Elon or did his wife do something? Like somebody went in there and did it for him, didn't they? <laughs> it wouldn't be taken seriously. Is what it, it basically wouldn't be taken seriously. It would either be who really did that? That couldn't have been Elon or what's going on? Like where's the other shoe going to drop? He needs to step away. Yes. He needs to shut up. Get out of the limelight. Get out of, like, stop saying stuff. Stop tweeting stuff. Stop changing policies. Don't fire anybody. Don't hire anybody. Don't do anything. Stop. Just stop. For, like, a month. I think a month would do. I mean, Internet memory is a lot shorter than, like, real history memory, but, like, he needs to get out of there for a while. Take Mm -hmm. a vacation, dude. The only tweet I will allow is, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year or Happy Halloween. That would be the only one I would allow as his advisor. And it would not be anything else other than Happy Holidays and Have a Happy New Year. Like, those are the only words you're allowed to tweet. You tweet anything outside of those words, deleting that shit. I would be mean. But that's why I don't have an advisor role. (laughs) I would be like... I'm not good at stroking egos. I'm so bad at stroking <laughs> egos. So I would just be like that person looking at him like, well, he's like, come on, Jeff, stroke my ego. Be like, no, you're stupid right now. Right. Hire me because I need to tell everybody how dumb you are right now. You're a baby, and you have sand. Like, you have more sand in your vagina than I ever have, and I have one, okay? <laughs> like, come on. Yep. I mean, I mean, that's why I would never be a good advisor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes some people want advisors like that. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, you're right. It, it just, uh, it, yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't even know what else to say beyond it. All I do is I sit back there and I, I look and, and some of the tweets like last night with an instant time, you know, he's sitting there and I know he's, I know he didn't get a lot of sleep. He probably is sitting there and he's like, oh, this is what they're saying. So let me come back out and see how they feel. And it's, it's kind of like you already are the person that you're, you're a billionaire. So nobody automatically doesn't like you. So <laughs> you're not, you're not really. Just stop. You know, let it go. You, yeah. It's like, just let it go, man. But because of that, you know, unfortunately, you know, late great, Les Grobstein used to have here in Chicago, he used to have uh, an award every week for someone that just didn't, uh, he called him the bum of the week. And, and, I, and I think in, in anything else this week, he has earned that. So I'm going to give him this. You are a bum. And I really was just say, yeah. 
You have a lot to learn, <laughs> young Elon. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, I digress. And we hope that we're still on Twitter by the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but if we're out, we're over on Instagram. We'll, we'll probably go over to post. <laughs> we'll be somewhere. Um, yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to use this platform. But I ain't paying eight bucks for a blue check mark. <laughs> I'm not giving any more money. Uh, to someone that has enough. That's like that's like a rich person coming to ask you, hey, I need you to pay for lunch. No. <laughs> it's like, get the heck out of here. Anyway, all right. that time. Yes. <laughs> all that time. Um, today is the 16th. It, it is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day. So hope that you wore yours today. Uh, it is National Underdog Day. It's National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. Uh, did you eat something that was chocolate covered today? Yes, actually, I had a chocolate cup of donuts. Look at you from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> that was accidental, though. I'm okay. And uh, my ugly sweater is an ugly T-shirt that says "Don Lee Now Our Gay Apparel." Does that count? No, uh, it's good enough. It'll, it'll count. It has a unicorn uh, on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you credit. We'll give you credit. Uh, it's actually uh, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day as well. And then tomorrow, it's National Maple Syrup Day. Um, it's also National Reefs Across America Day. And it is Wright Brothers Day. And as like it's in the plane, Wright Brothers? Yep. As Orville said to Wilbur, okay. you're right. <laughs> Two rights don't make it wrong. Wait, well, that doesn't work. No, no. Two wrongs don't make a right. Well, apparently there's two rights. I don't know. Yeah. Bad, yeah, we'll bad puns we'll, all over the place. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> On Sunday, it is World Arabic Language Day. It's also Hanukkah. Uh, not <laughs> we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the infamous Smokey Robinson uh, video where he was doing a uh, custom video for someone. <laughs> and I heard it on the radio again the other day. And it, 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 if you ever heard, uh, <laughs> Smokey Robinson did a um, what do you call those videos where you have a celebrity and you pay him to like do it? Um, it so. Someone paid for Smokey to send a shout out to their mom. And Smokey, <laughs> God bless Smokey, everything was going right with the video up until the end. And I, and I should have grabbed the audio for it. But he had said, yeah, they also wanted me to wish you a happy Chanuka. And he said, I don't know what Chanuka is. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I don't know what Chanuka is. And then he proceeds to call it wrong again. And he's like, well, have a happy Chanuka. And yes, thus the Smokey Robinson Chanuka video, it's online. You can find it, I'm sure. It is hilarious when it's Hanukkah. <laughs> so for all of our friends that are celebrating Hanukkah, um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, but that is coming up on Sunday. Yes, that's, that's what he called it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Sunday or Monday, but it has it here as the 8th, but I have it as the 19th also on my calendar. But yeah, we call it Chanuka. 
Uh, it is also National Roast Suckling Pig Day. Uh, it is uh, International Migrants Day. It's Answer the Telephone Like Buddy the Elf Day on December 18th. Uh, it is also, now see here, it has it as Yule, the day of winter solstice. I don't have that on my Microsoft calendar, but let's say that that's on that day. And December 18th okay. is National Twin Day. So to all of my fellow twins out there, happy National Twin Day. Um, and then the 19th, it is National Oatmeal Muffin Day and National Hard Candy Day. If you remember all those hard candies that used to stick together in your grandma's uh, little fancy vase around the holidays. <laughs> or the Go ahead. I have some of those. Yes. <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, you can enjoy that if you, or you can probably ask Mary to meet you somewhere to give you some of the hard candy that she has. <laughs> I love it. I'm such a pusher at work. I'm telling you, like somebody found out that I have them and they're like, you have the grandma candies? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can I get one? I'm like, I won't tell anybody you like them too. <laughs> I love it. I love being, being like, if you need your fix, you know where to find them. Come see me. Push Get your first man. one free. After that, I start charging. <laughs> such a pusher. I am, I know. It's great. <laughs> uh, then on Tuesday, it is Go Caroling Day. Uh, it's also... Mud Day, M-U-D-D, uh, for Dr. Samuel Mudd. Uh, it's International Human Solidarity Day. And December 20th is National Sangria Day. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> if you're interested. Uh, and then on Wednesday, no, Main Day, it's National Flashlight Day, National French Fried Shrimp Day, uh, it is also Anne and Samantha Day, which I think we described for you last year, which is a day of the summer and winter solstice. Uh, winter solstice day, it begins on December 20th, and it says the 23rd. Uh, and then December 21st is also Phineas Fogg Win a Wager Day. Uh, it is National Homeless Persons Remembrance Day. It is Humbug Day and Crossword Puzzle Day, if you are a crossword puzzle fanatic. And then uh, next Thursday, it brings you – oh, wait. Did I mention two that is also – no, I think I missed one here. Nope, I think I got them all. Um, and then <laughs> on – no, I swore I missed something because I, I thought – I don't know if it was the 18th or one of those days. I swore I missed something, but I, I did not. So did I mention National Oatmeal Muffin Day on December 19th? I don't remember hearing you say that, but I, I like okay. you said okay, that's, the one I I, that's the one I so thought. That's the one I thought. Might have been mixed in. Yeah, that's the one I thought I missed. Uh, and then the twenty second okay. on Thursday, it's National Date Nut Bread Day. Uh, it is Four Fathers Day, and then National <laughs> National Regifting Day, which is the Thursday before Christmas, <laughs> on the twenty second. Are you have you ever been guilty of regifting a gift? <clears throat> Uh-oh. What? what? Here's the thing, though. I, I save those regifters for, like, the white elephant parties that we have, oh. which is what you're supposed to use. 
So I don't know that I would re-gift. Like, yes? Question mark? Does that count? Speaking, speaking, yeah, speaking of White Elephant, I actually have a story about that coming up after the uh, Retro Moment of the Week, which is an interesting one, and which is something why I always say I never like doing it Christmas, and I think I've mentioned it to you many times, but I'm going to mention the story. <laughs> But yes, it's uh, National Regifting Day, the Thursday before Christmas. And then to give you a, a a tip here, next Friday it is National National Roots Day. National, oh man, every year I get this so wrong. Is it Pfeffernus Day? If I pronounce it, that's the Christmas cookie. Pfeffernus. Oh, the Pfeffernus. Yeah. Yes, Pfeffernus. Yes. And then of course next Friday is also Festivus, which will be here and we'll t- discuss. Uh, but yes, that is the week ahead for the Almanac. And um, that leads us into, before I go to retro moment of the week, just a reminder, coming up this Sunday, uh, Raina Hung is scheduled to be my guest on an all-new 411 Lounge on Blog Talk Radio, 9 o'clock Eastern, before, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern 8 o'clock Central uh, on Sunday night, uh, 411 Lounge. So, uh, we hope she is able to still make it, uh, but if she is, definitely give a listen in. Retro Moment of the Week is next. And then on the other end, some potpourri. We'll take a look at what's trending. And then we'll discuss um, a topic that is near and dear to Mary's heart in regards to Christmas movies. <laughs> Don't miss it. First, you're listening to page one here. Oh, preview of Retro Moment of the Week. Uh, one of the favorite commercials that Mary has, I actually found a secondary commercial for it, which will be among the commercials you'll hear. So now you'll hear it. But, uh, it'll be the last one right before we come back. But first, this is Paige Laura Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Colonel Harlan Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, you two coming? You go ahead, honey. I want to talk to these folks a little bit longer. Now, I said Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's only one way to cook Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken, and that's my way. We always use plump, young broilers, always fresh, never frozen chicken. It's cut in pieces, and each piece is dipped in milk and egg wash, then into seasoned flour, in which we have the 11 different spices and herbs for flavor. One more thing, folks. It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. And I'd be mighty proud to have you try Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mighty proud. Excuse me, Mona, will you please? <laughs> hey, look at there. Didn't I tell you it was finger-licking good? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. Here's a Space Age gift for kids from Radio Shack. The original Space Patrol walkie-talkie. You get two for just $14.95 a pair, and they really work. They're crystal-controlled and battery-operated, just like Dad's biggest CB units. And they're built in Radio Shack's own electronics factory. So this Christmas, thrill your kids with a $14.95 a pair Space Patrol. Only at Radio Shack. A Tandy Company. Mr. Clean, mighty 
mighty glad to know you. I've got some weekend cleaning jobs. Come in and let me show you. My wife says, Mr. Clean, there's no one who can top you. She's never found a cleaning job that's tough enough to stop you. Let's clean this basement wall. Mr. Clean, you're on the ball. Now clean this brush for me. You're amazing, Mr. C. Let's give the car a try. Mr. Clean, you're quite a guy. He'll do kitchen sinks, laundry too. Man, there's nothing you can't do. Thank you, Mr. Clean. You sure did make it easier. The weekend cleaning jobs are done. Now we can have some leisure. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. You're listening to Page One, Page One, with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back to Page One with Lavar Mary on this Friday night, December sixteenth. Tell you, man, those Mister Clean. Uh, <laughs> they got some good jams. I'm sorry, I love those Mister Clean commercials. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was asking a little bit too much of Mister Clean. That's all I gotta say. The guy shows up at your house, you're asking to clean everything, including your brushes, including your basement wall. <laughs> Look how dirty were you, man? But the wife said. The wife said, which now makes me suspicious. <laughs> what else have you been cleaning, Mister Clean? <laughs> I want to know. Um, yeah, uh, the other commercial. <laughs> the other commercials. Uh, yeah, we had uh, that. And then we had the uh, Radio Shack walkie-talkies. I think. I know I had a pair. Um, I don't know if they were fourteen ninety five at the time, but um, we were always excited to get those. And then the KFC commercial from nineteen sixty nine on this date, um, forty two years ago, uh, Colonel Sanders passed away. Um, so that, that KFC commercial from nineteen sixty nine from the Colonel. Uh, but yeah, and of course, Mister Clean. <laughs> so yeah, but. Mr. You bought up an interesting Mr. thing. Sorry, I love the Mr. Clean commercial. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's been mentioned many times on this show uh, that one of the things that I said that I would never, ever do for Christmas, and I don't know, and I, and I know we've mentioned this as Christmas gifts before, was buying a person lottery tickets. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if somebody hits the lottery or if they get a really grand prize, you're going to be feeling a certain way. Um, not that anybody did, but this story comes out of Kentucky. A Louisville woman who, uh, well, she's celebrating after she hit a $175,000 jackpot on a scratch-off ticket at a company holiday party. Uh, Lori Giannis, who works at Harmon Dental Center as an office manager and treatment coordinator, was participating in a white elephant gift exchange Tuesday with her coworkers when someone stole a $25 TJ Maxx card she had received. 
While she was initially disappointed, she then chose $25 in scratch-off tickets from someone else. She says, once it got to me, it was done and mine to keep. That's when everyone was telling me to scratch them off. With everyone sitting around the room, she began to scratch the tickets off. She won $50 on the first ticket and proceeded to scratch off the second one, winning the game's $175,000 top prize. Everyone was going insane, she continued. People were getting their calculators out, double-checking. A couple of people even scanned the ticket on the lottery's app just to make sure. She added that she couldn't believe it. It was a $25 gift exchange, and I won $175,000. She called her husband and kids to share the news, but they had a hard time believing her at first. And her husband said that they figured that uh, she didn't look at it right, but then they heard people in the uh, background celebrating. And Lori, along with her husband and two children, showed up at the lottery headquarters just hours later, where she received a check for 124250 after tax. Uh, she told lottery officials that she'll use the money to pay off her daughter's student loans and their cars. And the market in Florida, where the winning scratch-off is sold, will receive a $1,750 bonus. <laughs> How would you feel after you bought $25 in scratch-off for you? <laughs> Be honest. It's okay if you say it should be a little bit thick. But um, this is why I don't... Okay, let's rewind. Let's rewind for a second. If I bought $25 worth of lottery scratch-off tickets, one, I can't because I'm in Nevada. But if I could, and that was part of the whole gift exchange thing, the round robin elephant, white elephant thing, and somebody else took them, yeah, that, like I would feel, I wouldn't be upset. I would be like, whoa, I should have kept that. But it's part of the game. Like you don't know, you don't know it's gonna win until you know, till win. So if I, 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 I'm not, I don't get hard up for giving somebody a scratch ticket. Now, if they don't take me out to lunch afterwards, like come on, and I don't even need it to be a fancy lunch. It could be. McDonald's and just getting me a Big Mac meal. But, like, hey, thanks for the 100K. Here's a lunch. That would, I, I would expect something like that. Well, not expect. I would, I would be like, hey, you're taking me out to lunch. I gave you that $100,000. <laughs> right. I also am very honest and mean, as we established earlier with Elon. So, yeah. <laughs> Then they'll probably be like, yeah, I'll take you to lunch, but no supersizing. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you get your $10 quarter, but in a quarter meal. That's it. Right. I'll buy you $5 in McDonald's gift certificates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still have gift certificates. <laughs> and then one story that I, I – I kind of keep forgetting when we think world's most dangerous animals. Sometimes I think that we forget about the hippo. This from a wire story, a hippo, you know, I almost feel like I should go to animal store. (laughs) You know, I I feel that uh, this goes under the file of, you know, for those of you that Larry Lujak here at Chicago on the almighty WLS back in the day, I feel like this goes into the animal stories um, 
situation. So let, let me let me get my voice together for this because I can only do this as well as Larry Lujak used to do. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Let me uh, let me get my papers together here. After make sure we get the story, and uh, we have an animal story to talk about. <laughs> this from Uganda, a hippo attacked a two-year-old boy swallowing half of his body before spitting him out. This is a statement from the Uganda police force on Friday. The child was attacked on December 4th at around 3 p.m. local time in the Katwe Kabatero district in the southwest of the country. The boy, named by Uganda police as Iga Paul, had been playing at his home in Rinjubu Cell, Lake Katawi. They say it took the bravery of, of one Crispas Baganza, who was nearby, to save the victim after he stoned the hippo and scared it, causing it to release the victim from its mouth. The boy was taken to a nearby clinic for injuries on one hand and later transferred to Bera Hospital, West Uganda, for further treatment. The child's now been discharged after making a full recovery. He also received a vaccine for rabies before being handed back to his parents by the police. Although the hippo was scared back into the lake, all the residents near animal sanctuaries and habitats should know that wild animals are very dangerous, the statement said. Instinctually, wild animals see humans as a threat, and any interaction can cause them to act strangely or aggressively. Known as one of the most dangerous animals on the planet, hippos can snap a canoe in half with their strong jaws. Did not know that they were that dangerous. Oh, yeah. And they're actually quite fast. On land as well, surprisingly. And while we're very glad that that was the extent and that the young man is okay, is it bad that I actually thought about Hungry Hungry Hippos right at that moment? <laughs> World smallest. Hungry hungry hippos. Gift ideas for anybody. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And then Dateline from Henry, Illinois. I know one of your favorite uh, spots. Uh, a funeral home in McHenry is making a unique request. The owner wants a liquor license. According to the Daily Herald, the owner of Justin Funeral Home said as more families shift to cremation, they're looking for ways to celebrate someone's life. And having a liquor license would be a new way for his business to meet that need. However, this is not new. The Daily Herald reports that Colsack uh, Funeral Home in Wheeling began offering liquor in 2015. Um, really? Liquor at a funeral home. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I'd want to get drunk if somebody died. Uh, Ish. Ish. (laughs) I I read the responses to this, and people, I didn't know, but they said, hey, it's a lot better than people hanging out in the parking lot and drinking beer out of the back of their car. Why not? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Why not? Exactly. Why not drink in the funeral? I'm sorry. I would want if no. This is gonna sound so morbid. Um, (laughs) When I pass away, because I know I'm not gonna live forever. Although I might. Who knows? Um, When I pass away, I want to be celebrated. And part of celebration is going to be some of my, you know, friends or family or people that I've influenced or whatever are going to have a, a drink in my honor. I hope. I hope I've influenced somebody enough that they would be like in her honor kind of thing. So why not have a liquor license? And it's Illinois. I mean, come on. We're drinkers. Well... It was a stone <laughs> boo, my man. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much where we're at it. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> um, I love that you're still laughing about this. Uh, hey, you got to have a sense of humor, man. This week, this week has been a long week. <laughs> it, yeah. Day. You know... Things change. I know the traditionalists will probably say no, but if they have to make money, I'm like, how are you struggling for money? It's still an expensive business. I, I would think that you'd be making some form of good money, but I guess not. Um, yeah. And then uh, the final thing, which I've been teasing all day, is that uh, there was, of course, another uh, – well, one article that came out uh, last year because we talked about the Christmas movies. So this article uh, came out uh, about the debatable Christmas movies and the 10 uh, that they thought was debatable. And among them on that list, Gremlins uh, at number 10, because they said it included horror elements, but is most definitely a Christmas movie. Uh, it's set at Christmas. <laughs> And, of course, horror and Christmas aren't always separate as films like Black Christmas have shown, but they say it remains a lovable holiday movie. Uh, number nine was Lethal Weapon. Uh, <laughs> that was a little limity on Lethal Weapon. They said it's set during the Christmas season and even opens to the sounds of Jingle Bell Rock along with other memorable Christmas songs. And while the storyline isn't focused specifically on Christmas themes, the setting and soundtrack more than earns Lethal Weapon its place alongside other Christmas movies. I mean, I could be swayed. I could be swayed on that one. At number eight, was the Nightmare Before Christmas, as they say it stars Halloween characters at Christmas time. Um, it's largely that one I dark... saw Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> um, they said it hits all the right notes as a typical Christmas movie. Otherwise, besides the fact that it's largely due to the dark and scary Halloween themed characters who attempt to take over Christmas by kidnapping Santa Claus. Uh, and then number yeah. seven is a movie that I don't think I've ever seen, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from 2005. Uh, it starred Robert Downey Jr. as a reformed criminal turned amateur actor, hoping to research the role of a private detective from Val Kilmer's larger-than-life P.I. 
they said that the movie is set during Christmas celebrations in L.A. The holiday doesn't affect the storyline all that much, um, but it ranges to bait. Uh, number six was Edward Scissorhands. Um, it's partially set at Christmas. <laughs> Because the movie is framed by a story told by a grandmother to her young grandchild who wonders why it always snows on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I mean, it is, I, I'd have to almost agree with that one. It is about, it is like a Christmas. Number, yeah. <laughs> number, number five, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, Stanley Kubrick's uh, I've never seen that one, so I don't know. Uh, I've never seen it. I, you know, I saw two minutes of it one night as I was flipping channels. And I think it was on HBO years ago. And it was just weird, man. I, 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 I'm going to tell you off the air what I thought it probably was. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't want to get into trouble, so I'm going to like leave it at that. But anyway, uh, they said most wouldn't immediately see it as a typical Christmas movie, but it deals with a sex-fueled coat of bass elitist. Um, but it, it also said that the main character's journey through the dangerous mass cults, unforgettable party, is also part of his journey back to his family, which checks off more than one Christmas movie box in a way only a director like Stanley Kubrick can. Uh, number four was Trading Places. Um, they takes place during the holidays, features a disgruntled former employee in a Santa Claus costume, it provides dual redemptive story arcs for its main characters as they fight to get their lives back and get even. All things that Christmas movies do, right? Mm-hmm. At number three, Batman Returns. It's set during Christmas and features the tree lighting. Huh? That's an interesting. Well, it it says it's it, it's set during Christmas time. Christmas is a given. Uh, Christmas is given a gothic overhaul in Gotham City during the holidays featuring ill-fated tree lighting ceremony and a giant villain launching presents that take advantage of the season to build the story's narrative. Uh, number two, Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, his Christmas, gift to, his Christmas gift to Penny is the destruction of all of his suits. Oh, wait, is that two? You just gave away the movie? Uh, <laughs> no, um, I didn't. Yeah. Spoilers. And then, of course, number one, <laughs> Die Hard. Uh, Die of Hard! Not, of course, it's not Christmas <laughs> until Hans Gruber falls from the <laughs> Tower. Um, so I think that will always be the great debate as to Christmas movies and if it is or if it isn't, there are some that say it isn't. There are a lot who will argue it is. I'm going to leave it up to the classic film buffs in history and um, yeah. <laughs> but I know if you ask one certain person on this show, they will tell you without a shadow of a doubt. So yes. So there you go. 
So if you want to watch a Christmas movie this weekend, uh, get Die Hard, <laughs> get Iron Man 3, <laughs> uh, get Training Places, get your favorite Christmas movie, even those that don't always air on TV like they used to. Now, the question, because some will say it's not, even though it's shown during the holidays, Holiday Inn. I, and, and I'm very, I'm very much, that's one of my favorite movies. I know you know that. It's something that traditionally, it's one of the classic movies that traditionally my daughter and I watch every year. Um, if we don't make it through the bunch of different holiday movies that we have, including the Charlie Brown ones um, and some of the claymation ones, which I absolutely agree now. But if we don't make it through a lot of those movies, one movie we absolutely sit down and watch, and it's something we do every year, is Holiday Inn. It starts at Christmas time. It ends at Christmas time. It, it has a lot of good songs that we didn't have until that movie came out for Christmas time and Easter. But it's about holidays, so all of them, not just Christmas, but all of them. Christmas, New Year's, President's Day, well, it used to be Lincoln's birthday, um, Valentine's Day, all of them. So I, I, if somebody wants to argue with me about that, like I would give up Die Hard as a Christmas movie to convince <laughs> somebody that Holiday Inn is a holiday movie. Whatever holiday you're celebrating. You want to celebrate Fourth of July? Holiday Inn is that, is that movie. They have a Fourth of July section with, oh, what's his name? Fred Astaire mm-hmm. doing a tap dance with, with fireworks and <laughs> it's insane. So like, yes, at me on that one. I'm good with it. Come, come, come argue with me. I'm on discord. Well, I'm going to say, do you think that be because, Twitter, like, so, yeah. so me off of Twitter. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think because of white Christmas being in that movie that now because of the popularity of it, that a lot of people are going to just automatically, because here's the thing. If you've watched it all the way through, White Christmas is only a small part of it. Actually, that wasn't even supposed to be the big song out of that movie. Um, nope. But because of the popularity of White Christmas, people just see that and then say, well, that's a Christmas movie, which is why it's shown only at Christmas. When really you can show it around the 4th of July, you can pretty much show it um, any point of the year. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think because of White Christmas, it automatically just defaulted it to a Christmas movie and hence forever it shall be known as a Christmas movie. So I think that's where we stand. But that's the good thing about movies is that you all can make your own decisions, watch them, enjoy them, and, yeah, let us know which one is your favorite. Uh, if I'm still over on Twitter after tonight, it's at News Comet BTR. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but if we uh, aren't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. We'll be over on post with Dan Rather, joining Dan over there. <laughs> but the clock on the wall is telling us that we are just about out of time. So, with that being said, do you have any shout-outs for tonight? I did, and I have since forgotten it because we had talked about stuff, and and I was like, ooh. I got to remember that and then totally forgot. So I did have a shout out and I'm sorry if I forget you because something sparkly and shiny 
and I'm very much Dory when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> you want me to stretch for time while you're trying to think about that? No. I mean, do you have some shout-outs or no? No, no shout-outs. Just to tell the folks that, um, well, while I'm kind of mentioning some upcoming things, it might come back to you. But uh, don't forget Sunday night, Rena Hung uh, schedule for the 401 Lounge at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Next Friday night will be our festival show. And then the Friday after that, our end-of-the-year, year-end award show. Uh, but, of course, we're with you here every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, and we thank you, as always, for joining us on those shows. Um, and while I extended and gave Mary a few extra seconds. <laughs> um, I, I, my mention was not a shout-out. I just realized it. I remembered. Oh. Ha-ha! See? You just got to let the marble find find the spot. It just rolls around <laughs> in my brain until it finds that. Um, anyway. We hopefully, and I haven't mentioned this to LeVar, but I'm, I'm sure that we will be um, exploring this soon, and that means that we'll be talking in more depth about it. There's a new thing on Twitch, which we haven't done the Twitch Twitch in a while. Uh, yes, and uh, I... You don't have it, too. That's fine. I, 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 um, I wasn't here, I wasn't <laughs> but... Uh, I can, I'm always close by. I'm always close by. <laughs> There's a thing on Twitch where you can have a guest star. And uh, so that would be a great way for us on this podcast to be able to simulcast it basically via Twitch um, and Discord and kind of hit, hit all the different social media sites that are not Twitter. <laughs> I haven't done it in the last few weeks, so I have to, I have to get it out there. <laughs> yes, we will actually. So that might be hopefully. something that we will be just like again looking at throughout the year. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and Happy Holidays, and Happy Hanukkah. Oh, that was the other person. Happy Hanukkah to one of my favorite people. Um, they're they're really cool. They're really cool, and I I love them to death. So, Alexander, happy Hanukkah. I know that you feel weird when we do the Christmas thing, but you're awesome. So, happy Hanukkah to her, or to them. Sorry. Would it help if we sang the Hanukkah song for us? Do you know the Hanukkah song? Thank you, Judy Hanukkah song. I have to learn it. <laughs> 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 Happy, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look for that. It'll be soon. <laughs> I think we did it one year on here. So we did play the Hanukkah song for a few out there. I think yeah. we did, too. Yeah, yeah, I think we did, too. Maybe next week we'll have we'll have it available. Um, I have to remind myself. Uh, make sure to have it. <laughs> so, yes, we like to do those fun things around here. It is not Chinooka, like Smokey Robinson said. No Chinookas. <laughs> <laughs> or Chihuahua, who is, it's always Hanukkah and yes, Chihuahua. It is, it is Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to all, all of our friends that will be celebrating that coming up. So um, a lot of things ahead. This is the home stretch. This is the last few weeks of the year. And uh, a lot of things coming up. A lot of you having your holiday parties, especially by next Friday night, Saturday night, 
<laughs> and leading into Christmas. If you're having it, above all, have fun, but don't drink and drive. Uh, we love you, and we want to have you listening to us on Friday night. So please be careful during this holiday season. Um, you know, love your neighbors, be there for them, check in on your friends. Uh, that's the most important thing that I can do as a shout out this week is just to be there for others. And you have no idea whatsoever what a call or a friendly word will do because you never know what somebody else is going through. So do that. That should be every day, not just around the holidays. That should be every day. So we're going to make it, folks. Uh, we're going to make it through another year here soon, and uh, we'll start fresh and new. And let's hope that the new one is always better than the old. But with that being said, um, for Mary M. LeVar, thanks so much for listening to us. We'll join you next Friday night. Festivus, page one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 